All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. I want to welcome attorney, entrepreneur, business coach, real life Barbie doll, Sierra Wilson, aka Sierra Esquire, to the show, The Millennial Lawyer. Welcome, babe. I'm so glad to have you today. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. Um, how I found you is just like the most beautiful and organic thing that could potentially happen. So I just feel like I was supposed to be on this show today. Um, Amen. I'm so glad we were able to make it happen. How did you find me? I know I found you through Ellie, but how did you find me? So it's so cool. So to start this off, randomly, I purchased, I was on Instagram scrolling and I saw you can't afford me. And I'm like, yeah, nobody can afford me. Nobody can afford me. And I'm not, that's, we could get into that later, but I'm not even just talking about on like relationship. Like there's just not a soul in this earth that can afford me. So I loved the hat, purchased it and started wearing it. Didn't really think to connect it back to Instagram for whatever reason. I don't know, but I just would be wearing it. And then um, when we were getting ready for our fire your boss webinar, um, she told me that she wants to bring on one of her clients. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, let me show you her. So she shows you, she shows me your page and I'm scrolling through it. And I'm like, oh my God, I purchased this hat. And she goes, oh my God, that's my client. And I'm like, this is amazing because it all goes full circle, right? Because so Ellie actually started off um, taking my course. And okay, that's how you guys met. Got it. Yeah. So she took my affiliate course and, and um, she started growing her social media. So like she's she I would like to say she's my client, but she wasn't my client. But she started off with my affiliate marketing course. Ellie's so smart. Like she didn't need me, but it was just that was like the seed for her. And then after she did that, she just like blew up. And then I'm so happy because it's like it trickled to you. And now here we are. I know, right? It is meant to be. Uh, the Ellie that she's talking about is Ellie Talks Money. My girl, I think she was on episode, I want to say 43 of the podcast. And we're going to get into the webinar 100%. But we're going to talk about alignment today because that's how I felt when I hopped in you guys' Fire Your Boss webinar and you had my hat on. I was just like, See, it's meant to be. This is the universe telling us that we are all meant to be in the same space because I don't run ads for the hats. The hats just happen to sell when they sell. So for you to find it, love it, already be wearing it, and me to hop on the webinar, Ellie to be the glue that brought us together, it's meant to be, folks. So we want to know more about Sierra. Like, give us the scoop about you. Tell us what you practice in law. Tell us everything, where you live, where you at. Like, give us the scoop, sis. I'm excited about the open introduction. So I want to start off by letting you guys know that I am an attorney practicing in Los Angeles, California, and I have been practicing now for three years. Um, At the start of the pandemic, I was working at law firms and I've spent my career today working in law firms. So when I was in law school, I was that student that like wanted to work more than I wanted to be in school. So I worked pretty much like full time while I was in school and then straight after school I was back to the law firms and I worked for insurance defense firms as an attorney and then at the start of this pandemic um, I was living with my parents working at a firm and I had never really I hadn't been really questioning like my place in life I had just been you know existing and doing what I had planned to do the whole time, but I never took inventory of, is this what I want, you know? And the pandemic forced me to sit down and this is a person I'm active, right? So if I wasn't working, I wasn't thinking about working or how I felt about working because as an attorney, I'm a young attorney making $100,000 a year. I have enough money to not think about work. So all I would think about, I would be at, you know, Lakers games, Clipper games, at all the hot spots, traveling. So to me, I enjoyed my job because it provided me a lifestyle of like luxury and fun. But soon as I was forced to sit down and just 
work and the fun component was removed from my life, I realized, oh no, I'm miserable. I oh, no. absolutely hate this. Like, I think a lot of people can relate to that story. Like having to sit down for all those months and LA's lockdown was serious. California's lockdown was real. So having to sit in your own space in the quietness of your own mind and reflect on where you are in life, I think that hit a lot of people hard. So that's what inspired you to kind of pivot? Yes. And then how it occurred is, you know, really funny. So I started off by becoming an affiliate for a stock course. And I was marketing the stock course um, for like one month. And my first month, I generated $10,000 and 50% of it was mine. So this is my first month. So I made $5,000 my first month as an affiliate. And that wasn't enough to cover like my job, but I did feel like, oh my God, this is exciting. I have to experience more of this. And I wasn't even thinking about leaving my job. So if I were to pinpoint the dates, April is when I became an affiliate and made the 5,000. And then May 1st, I launched my own course. And my course basically was teaching people how to become an affiliate. And I launched it May 1st, if maybe not even May 1st, maybe like May 3rd, maybe May 4th. And every day thereafter, I started to make $1,000 every single day. See, that's what I want to hear more about. I'm super excited to talk about your course. Like, that's the energy I want to talk about. Digital courses are the wave. I keep uh, promoting this on the show. If you don't have a digital product, today is the day. Like, Sierra and I are giving you the permission to start today. It's 2021. It's time to amplify those income streams. The government just gave people a check for $600. Like, I don't know why you guys are thinking that the government or your job is going to save you. You have to save yourself. Sierra is giving you permission. I am giving you permission. Like, it is time. Um, So the name of that project, right, is the Guide to Print Money. Learn how I make 30K a month using Instagram and Twitter. And I got to tell you, that's a name. If I ever heard a name of a course that I wanted to participate in, that is a name. Like, I love it so much. And I'm telling y'all right now, I'm signing up because I'm trying to make 30K a month on Instagram and Twitter. Like, tell me a little bit more about that project. For sure. For sure. Um, I I just want to briefly tell you before I get into it. So, you know, after I started making $1,000 a day, I started losing interest in my job. It's of course. become very difficult, very, very difficult. So from May 1st to May 15th, I was like slacking at work. And on May 15th, I got an email from my boss and he's like, he's like, um, are you available for a call at 3 p.m.? And the type of boss I had was, I would always call him and email him and text him and never get a response. So to get an initial response from him, I was like, you oh, God, something I'm was up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here, you know, it's like 9 a.m. when I get the email. I've already I've this day particularly already made a thousand dollars when he's sending me the email. And I'm just like, whatever, I'm about to get fired. Happy. I'm happy. Right. Right. At this point, because now you don't have to make the decision to be a full time entrepreneur. The decision already comes to you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've already made 15 G's this month and my monthly pay was like eight thousand. So I I had already made double that in two weeks. So I'm like, whatever. Like, so he, he calls me and, you know, he tells me that I'm fired and I'm just like on the phone, like waiting for him. I'm wishing he could have just sent me a text like you're right, fired. Like, okay. And you're like, when is this call going to be over? Whatever. Like, yeah. Like bye. that day I am posted on spiritual word and I end up making like $2,200 a day. So guess what that was confirmation that the, from the universe that I'm going to be a okay. And I was, I've never looked back since I was never sad. I was never mad. I was happy that he did what I was too scared to do. And now where I'm at is practicing, starting my own. I'm, I have my own firm now and I'm practicing on my own. Um, before I get into that, though, I'll go back to the guide to print money. In that course, I teach people 
how to set up their social media in a way to sell. Because there's so many people that have these amazing talents, skills, passions, and they're not really, you know, connecting the dots with, oh, I can get paid to do this, right? So it's like, take you, for instance, you have a podcast and you're a creative person, you have great things to say. It took you figuring out, I'm also going to put hats on here because I want to sell something on here. So I, I basically teach people how to like set their Instagram profile up in a way that it can be a sales page. So I, so I go from like what type of profile picture to have, what type of caption to have, what type of pictures to post, what type of captions to write, how to generate hashtags how to track your analytics on social media, how to create ads, how to grow your following. Yes. And I teach how to, you know, take captivating pictures and just really make a, a page that's captivating and engage, you know, engaging with your audience. But and how did you I learn also, all of that? You learned all of that on your own or were these things that you were already implementing in your life or like, how did you master those techniques so quickly? I am so glad you asked me that. I'm so glad you asked me that. Before I went to law school, I took a year off. So after I graduated college and before I went to law school, there was a gap year. And during that year, I started a clothing brand called Glitch. And I would go to like the Goodwill and buy like Levi's and like cut them into like high-waisted shorts and like dye them. And the way that I you know, got the brand out was by, you know, DMing influencers at the time and asking them, can I send them shorts? So this is very early on in Instagram. I was like a very early Instagram entrepreneur because people weren't doing this. And at that time, influencers would do things for free. Right. A small person could send them something and they would be like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'll definitely wear your brand. So you know, I had like India Love in them. Um, there was, I don't know if you've ever seen like Miss the Cordon on Instagram and like Stiletto Me Up. So I would see once I sent them stuff that my followers would grow, that I would get sales. Um, and that's like really where I learned it all, how to take pictures, how to do the caption. And this was, I don't know, because I've been practicing three years now. Law school was three years. So this is like 2013, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. That's when, I don't know why I didn't think about when I just, when I graduated college. Yeah. So it was 2013. And so you you just needed to tap in to the skill set that you had already kind of cultivated five or six years back. And then you tapped into that and what 10 X it. And now you're making all this money on Instagram and teaching other people to do it. Like that's an incredible way to go about it. I think it's a combination, too, of um, like I also so I put that on halt and then I just started posting my life as a lawyer. I wasn't really posting in law school too, too much. I actually like deleted my page altogether. And then after the first year, I brought it back after I felt like, okay, this is manageable. Um, But I wasn't selling anymore. And I was just like posting my life as a law student. And then. Once I became a lawyer, started as posting my law life and fabulous life, you know, by the time I restarted, I had all the experience of just like making things look good. And then the work experience as an attorney behind it. So like attorneys, like the way we write has to be perfect. The way that we that we um, how things look have to be perfect, like we'll write a letter and it has to look good. The indents have to be perfect. There has to be periods. There's no extra spaces. So I have like a slight OCD when it comes to how my page looks. And I share that, you know, with my students. And that's smart. I tell this to people all the time. You have a skill set. You just are too blind to it because you're deep in it. You have knowledge. There's something in you that you know better than everybody else that you can monetize, turn into a digital product and sell. Like, I don't understand why you guys don't believe me. Maybe if Sierra tells you, you'll buy into it. Uh, And before we get too deep into our next topic, we need a cocktail. 
Yeah. Do you have a cocktail recommendation for me today? What is the get drunk cocktail of the week? Are you a champagne girl? Are you a wine girl? Do you like a Henny, you know, mojito? Talk to me. I love it. I love it. I love it. All of it? (laughs) So I went to ASU. So I went to a party school. Okay. So, you know, I have a high tolerance and I've had about everything, you know. So (laughs) when it comes to drinking, you know, it depends on the mood. You know, I drink according to the occasion. If I'm at a backyard boogie with my family, I'm drinking whatever they drink. And I'm not coming in the bougie cousin like y'all don't have no Dom Perignon. But if I'm in Beverly Hills, I'm sipping, you know, some nice champagne. If I'm at home, I'm just like shaking up some type of libation, depending on what spirit it is I want. You know, right now I've been big on um, there's this brand called I don't know how to say it. I don't know if it's a moss, but it's A-M-A-S-S. So they have a vodka and they have a gin. Their vodka has like chamomile and other things. And then their gin is like the the ingredient list is crazy. It, you would think that you're looking at like a tea because it has like cardamom, orange peel, lemon peel, all these different spices. So it has like a really rich flavor. Oh, and wow. Those are my those are my spirits right now. And I just like kind of make whatever it is that I'm feeling with it, whether it be like a lemon drop or just like some simple like Calypso. And like, I love a lemon drop. You can't go wrong with a lemon drop. I'm going to have to find that brand and check it out myself. I want to know more because I know yeah. you got good taste. So I might have to rock with it. Hopefully so- I get sponsored by them. I'm trying to get sponsored <laughs> by them because, you know, you how you do this, how you, you know, sip on your podcast I actually sip when I'm on live because it's just like you know you're sitting back having a conversation it just makes it more fun so absolutely it works mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more clearly that's what I'm all about that's why the show is called what it's called um so you collaborate a lot which I admire like I think collaboration is a major key and right now you're collaborating with some boss babes on your new project fire your boss uh, tell me more about that and what role has collaboration played in your business? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So for starters, to collaborate, you have to be sure of yourself. You can't be unsure of who you are because you won't be able to be comfortable in your lane because you'll be too busy looking to the left and right. So I'm collaborative by nature and true to it Uh, true to it it's not fake it's 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 pure you know any person that I come across I'm trying to figure out how we can have a mutually beneficial relationship I don't see any other person as my competition whatsoever so for start that's the mindset behind you know collaboration and how collaboration has helped me grow in this space is I started off the pandemic with 1600 followers. I now have like almost 67,000 followers. That's so crazy. In, span, in seven months? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. In the span of seven months, we went from 1600 to 75 or 76,000 followers. And how that happened is by me collaborating with people, by me reaching out to people and talking to them about their expertise and me giving them my expertise me collaborating with for knowledge and skills me helping people when i didn't know that it would benefit me i actually that's huge right there you can repeat that one that's a major key serving others regardless of how the benefit was going to work out for you that's what the universe uh, takes as gratitude and appreciation. And that's how you get more abundance in your life. Just give sometimes, just not to expect anything in return, not because the other person can do something for you, but because you feel called to do it. And look how that's being rewarded in your life. Like that's epic. And I have an example of that. So I have some private clients. I stopped doing coaching calls because I used to just do like console calls, but now I just have coaching clients that pay me monthly and I'm working with them long term. 
So one of my clients, basically, I told him to like write a variation of a post and he ended up using like my exact post um, and it was an ad and it did extremely well for him. Um, but I no longer could use my ad because he kind of like did it. And his intentions to me were pure. I sat down and I was just like, well, I told him he could do this. And I don't think that he was coming from a bad place. So I took it from the perspective of he pays me. And I'm not going to tell you all how much he pays me, but he pays me some people's rent a month. And I'm like for a post. So I'm okay with it. Right. I can't trip. I can always come up with another post. <laughs> Ain't yeah. no big deal. So then he goes on Hollywood Unlocked and me being a collaborative, non-hater person that I am congratulated him from a pure place. And he responds by sending me Hollywood Unlocked's number. So Hollywood Unlocked, you can't, you can't just, people don't know how to get on, you know, Hollywood Unlocked. And I now have the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. So had I imagine if I had been a hater, had said to him, how dare you use my post? I don't want to work with you anymore. Uh, just been a negative person with a lack and scarcity mindset. And that's what I try to teach people. Like when you come from that lack space and that scarcity space, you feel triggered and you feel hurt when someone doesn't credit you properly. Instead, when you come from that abundant space, you think, well, all right, well, that's that. And hopefully something good comes out of it. And look at you, you got plugged in and tapped in into a VIP platform that's going to elevate your entire career. Like, Thank God you're not a hater. Like, I agree with that 100%. And then I have a story for the opposite. So there was a point where first to start off, when I see potential in people, I encourage them to do whatever it is that I could see them doing without them paying me. So if I see somebody, if say I saw you before you ever started this thing, I might have came to you like, hey, like, how do you get paid? Or, you know, I would have just came to you with ideas if I saw it. So there was a girl who reached out to me and asked me to be a part of her, um, one of her Twitter engagement groups. And I was like, yes, I was new to Twitter at the time. And I thought it was dope. Um, I started looking at her tweets and stuff. And I told her you'd make a good affiliate. She became an affiliate the first day she made five hundred dollars. And um, then and she hadn't monetized her Instagram at all yet. So then um, I I helped her too. like when I told her to become an affiliate, I helped her like I told her like how to make her ad and everything. She did it and she had a bigger platform. So I saw that she had the platform, but she just hadn't monetized yet. I put this I planted the seed. Then she basically started doing coaching for like social media growth. So I was like, well, she has a bigger following than me. So why don't I, you know, do her coaching? And my course on affiliate marketing basically taught people just the marketing aspect, but I didn't tell them everything that I did. I didn't tell them like about, you know, breaking down like the whole thing that I did. So her and I were working together and she decided that she was going to come out with the course on monetizing your Instagram. Um, and I told her I'm doing the same thing. And when I told her that I was doing the same thing, she told me that she thought that there would be a conflict of interest one. And then two, she also tried to play me because she asked me, could she use my name and picture for a testimonial? And that's when I had to let her know that I'm nice, but I am not stupid. I did not become a lawyer by being nobody's fool. And you will not be able to use my name because I'm going to continue growing because Um, This is what I was doing when I told you to do it. So I'm going to keep growing and it's not going to be fair to me that you're using this for you to make money, but you don't even actually want to help me. So to me, it's like that's a scarcity mindset. She felt like I would have been taking some resources from her if if we did the same thing. So here's the funny part. Now, fast forward, I'm with. Ellie and Trishana, all three of us have courses on monetizing your social media, and we sit and brainstorm how we can put it together to make it the best. So that's the difference between collaboration and competition. Before we hopped on 
this podcast, I was on a Zoom call with Ellie and Trishana and we were strategizing and Trishana was telling us, hey, I think that you guys should, you know, do this type of content. This type of content would be good because, you know, nobody's doing it. This is what I'm going to do. And, you know, Sierra, I think you should do it like this. Ellie, I think you should do it like this. That's basically her coaching us for free. But guess what we're doing? I'm after we get off of here, I'm going to form a corporation for the three of us. And, you know, nobody has to pay me anything paid for ads for us. Like everybody does something and everyone brings something to the table. And the thing about it is collaboration is so good because everybody has a different set of skills. Like I'm a dreamer. I come up with great plans and I will be successful because of my mind. But what I'm not about to do when people start asking me the details, I'm like, okay, well, if those details concern you, then we found your job because my mind ain't there. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane can be a good thing. Like, it's perfectly okay to do what you're good at, what you want to do, what you're called to do, and outsource the rest. That's how entrepreneurs grow. Like, that's how you spend more time doing what you love and less time, you know, away from that and taking away from your creativity. Like, That's a really good hack. And I think that, like you said, everybody's bringing something to the table and everybody's going to eat with that mindset. And you go a lot further when you go together. So what are we going to learn in Fire Your Boss? Because I know I tapped into the webinar, but I want the full the full plate. Fire Your Boss. What am I going to learn? What am I going to take away from it? How can I be down? Yes, yes, yes. So first start, um, I want to share with you guys like. Since Ellie, Trishana, and I connected, we've constantly been trying to figure out how do we provide value to people? How do we give people our knowledge? And how do we do it in the most succinct way? So we started off by doing a bundle of our courses. So the problem is our courses don't flow together because we didn't create them with the intention of them being combined. Mm -hmm. So... At the at the end of the year, we really decided to launch what's called, you know, like a self-employment project. And I always say fire your boss. And I was like, you guys, can we please name this fire your boss? Because, you know, it's just like a funny play on words because it's not saying quit your job. But it's like when you say fire your boss, you take the power from the employer and you put it with yourself. And Mm -hmm. The problem is people put too much power into their employer as opposed to realizing that I'm the power because without me, this employer couldn't keep running. So the the way that people see it causes them to accept less than they deserve because they don't realize that the power is within them. Um, So that's fire your boss. Um, We're encouraging people to become self-employed in the year 2021. Why? Let's just think about some things. And I know this isn't your first time hearing it, but I'm going to drill it in your heads as many times as possible. So the government just decided to give individuals $600 as a stimulus check. I don't care. That causes no type of emotion to me whatsoever. Right. I don't care. One, because I don't look for handouts. The first problem with that is you can't think that somebody's going to come save you. So you can't think that your boss is going to save you and you can't think that the government's going to save you. So 2020 taught you anything. It's one, your boss is not going to save you. Your job's not going to save you. And two, the government's not going to save you. Jobs fired people. And then the government came to save people by, oh, here's six hundred dollars. So because the government and the and our jobs can't save us, only we can save us. So. We launched this project to really empower people, to help them understand, you know, the role of being a business owner, because the way that America is set up, it's set up to favor businesses. So the tax code was written to favor businesses. If you want to have you can have business trips, you can have business meals. All of these are tax write offs, business vehicle, lots of tax write offs for businesses. Also, if you look at the fact that the stimulus package 
award $600 to individuals, but there's no limit on how much. Well, there probably is a limit. I don't know the number, but there's, there's an there's astronomical bigger, limit on the money that they're putting into businesses. Yeah, I know what you meant, sis. Yes, yes, yes. So the thing about it is we want to shift people's mindset from sitting back and thinking, okay, I need a job. But the government told you that these jobs aren't stable because they stopped you from going to them. Two, oh, I need government assistance. The government told you if you are going to be employed, we're not saving you. So we have one of two options. And this is the option that we need to get comfortable with because these other cultures are real comfortable. But for some weird reason, we're behind. I don't know what's going on with us, but we need to get this out of our heads, right? We need to get it out of our heads that we need to change policy and that the government and laws need to change to accommodate us. No, it's not happening. It's not going to happen. History has shown us that. And the fight to get that to happen is way of a heavier burden than to fight by going to start your own business. If you start your own business, you're operating in the way that America was built to be moving. So instead of going so much against it, we could literally shift our mindset and say, hey, I'm going to start a business. You know, I do like cooking. So why don't I figure out how I'm going to start selling plates Meal or recipes? Plans. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then now you're doing what you love to do and you're getting paid to do it. And then people go, whoa, 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 wait, Sierra. Everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur. This is why we've launched this webinar to really help people see the behind the scenes of what being an entrepreneur entails, because my life is a lot more easy than people that are going to jobs. So I'm confused why people think that it's difficult, because while most people are working, I'm laying down, I'm playing with my dog, I'm doing yoga, I'm recording a video, making a smoothie, I'm at Erwan, a grocery store, spending a thousand dollars on what looks pretty to me. That's easy. So I don't see why you know, these people are saying entrepreneurship is hard. It's not hard. It's all mind over matter. And we really want to shift the narrative and mindset of people and educate them on what entrepreneurship entails. Well, entrepreneurship is hard, but it's hard in a different way. It's hard to um, be your own boss to depend on yourself, to push through when you want to give up. That shit is hard in any industry, but it's also hard for somebody to tell you that you've only got seven days of vacation for the entire year. It's hard for them to tell you that if your kid is sick, oh, well, you still got to come into work. (laughs) It's hard to find out, you know, I need to work this job for 40 years Enable, I mean, in order to be able to retire, it's hard being an employee, it's hard being an entrepreneur. One just has way, way, way bigger benefits than the other one. I don't think really, I don't think it's hard. I think people are weak, and I'm I'm just gonna go there today. I think people are weak, it's not hard, right? So, working out who is working out easy to the people who work out, it's not hard to them, they challenge themselves. Do you see people that are in shape saying what they're doing is hard? No, you see them saying it's their therapy. Who says it's hard is the people who haven't practiced it and the people who are just sitting back looking at the people doing it because it looks hard. It's not hard. It's challenging. Like hard is like gruesome. Can't get through it. Challenging. Yes. But life is challenging. And I love when you said all these things things about what's hard is work. Somebody told me today that it's toxic for me to tell people to start a businesses. And I'm like, okay. So, so it's not toxic for the government to tell you that they're only giving you $600. That's That's the definition of toxic. (laughs) Like, what am I going to do with that? Pay my car insurance. That's that. So I'm toxic by telling you start a, start a business so that you can get a grant and then you'll have access to more money. Start That's crazy that they would say that to you. I don't get it. They, these people, they, their mindsets are so small and so minuscule. But let me start by saying shout out to my parents 
shout out to my parents and I look down on not a soul and I seek to empower and open the minds of people because I understand that people are truly ignorant. And when I say that, I don't mean it from a place of negativity, but people truly just don't know what they don't know. And And your parents parents set you up for success in that way. And they expanded your mind and showed you that anything was possible. And if you wanted to run the show, you could run the show. If you wanted to work for the show, you could work for the show. But it was up to Sierra. Like, that's what's up. I preach that all the time. We all have the power to tell the young ones around us, our little cousins, our little sisters, our own children, that they can have everything they want. It's not like our parents' generation where the only mindset was, Go to school, get a job, work till you die. That is over with. We're not doing that anymore. No, we're not. We're not. We are doing whatever our hearts truly desire. And whatever your heart desires, you can make money off of it. That's why Sierra is here to put us on so we can fire our boss. Okay, I got another question for you. So on episode 43... I had my boy Jason Panda on the show. Uh, He left his law practice to start B Condoms. It's like the first Black-owned condom brand. So we were talking off the show as well about a lot of attorneys that are leaving their practices to become entrepreneurs and a lot of people that won't do it. And that goes for doctors, attorneys, anybody that's been in school for a long time. And I think the challenge that they face is that they've given four to eight years of schooling uh, in their lives. They've got 20, 30, $100,000 worth of debt from school and they feel trapped. They feel like, well, I've already done all this work to become this doctor or to become this lawyer or become whatever it is. And now they feel like they can't leave or they can't pivot or they can't start something different. Do you have any words for those people that feel trapped in those degrees? Yes. And I just want to make a distinction, right? Because attorney, attorneys, we're not committed to the practice of law. Being an attorney. Educate me, sis. Okay. Attorneys. What do I know as an attorney? I know everything, not everything, but I've, the schooling that I've been provided has equipped me to be an entrepreneur. I learned LLCs and corporations in law school. I I had to take a course called business organizations where I learned about LLCs, corporations, um, sole proprietorships, partnerships in depth. I learned the laws of it. So law school equips you with the skills and knowledge and mind to go into business. What attorneys choose to do with it is another story. But if you look at a lot of top executives, they're attorneys because we think a certain way. If you look at CEOs, um, well, I said top execs. If you look at politicians, they're attorneys. So an attorney is really a person that can go out and really do anything because we we think differently. Our minds are so expansive. You know, you can send me an outline today of any subject and I will be able to read it, keep it, adopt it as my own and use it. You know, so if you gave me an outline on podcasts, I would be able to read it and I would be able to teach it to people. So uh, attorneys were able to process information. Um, We really were taught how to think. So for attorneys that feel trapped, they need to just recognize that we have a lot of power because we have a lot of knowledge and we learned more than just practicing law. You don't necessarily have to work in a law firm. And if anything, I would encourage you not to work in a law firm because if you're at a law firm, you can't do anything else. If you have your own law practice, which I do, I can have different business endeavors. My job can't tell me, Sierra, you can't get on Instagram talking about fire your boss. But if I feel like that aligns with my brand, I can do whatever I want. Now, for like doctors and other people with other professional degrees, that's a different story. And I would say I want to speak to the kids that are going to school to do those professions before you decide that you want to be a doctor, that you want to be a dentist, that you want to be a 
a psychologist, before you decide that, get to know yourself. Life is not a race. So I can't comprehend why any older person would tell a young child to commit to a profession. If you're like in high school, how about you just start off with doing things that you like doing instead of committing yourself to such a serious practice as a young person? Because I'm here to tell you as a young lawyer, it is very difficult to mature in a profession of people that are all older than you. It is like, it is nerve wracking. You're going to have imposter syndrome. You're going to feel uncomfortable a lot. You're going to be pushed into rooms that you're the youngest person in the room. Don't let you be the only minority. Don't let you be the only woman. It's uncomfortable. Why not get paid doing what you already enjoy doing so that you can give it your all? And later on in life, when you've matured and developed in ways and and you have some stability to you, then you could decide if you want to go into those professions. But I would say don't be so quick to jump into these professions if, you know, there's no movement. Um, And then also for the people who are there, I would say think of ways that you can monetize what you're doing. So I have a friend. She's a registered nurse. And she's just like me. She has a mind or she's a nurse practitioner and she has a business mind. So she um, wants to start a IV company. She wants to start a cosmetic cosmetic like, you know, lip injections, Botox, um, all type of stuff, all type of businesses that she can do because she's licensed as a nurse practitioner. I think that's a big takeaway right there is that if you are scared, if you do feel trapped within your profession, pivot, but pivot into something that you're already doing. Build on the knowledge and the skills that you already have. Try that first and then you can jump into something a little scarier. Don't disregard your degree. You don't have to use what you already have, what you've gone to school for, what you practice, what you're an expert in. Build on that. Build your community from there. Get your feet wet in something that you already do. That's really good advice, Sierra. So I know that you're a manifestation girl like me. What are you manifesting for yourself for 2021? I love it. So I decided something. I decided this year I'm changing. Okay, tell us. I'm changing because my whole life I've been specific with what I was manifesting. And I got exactly what I manifested. So I have a problem with that now because so the start of 2020, I said, I'm going to make 200,000. I made a little bit over 200,000. So this year I'm manifesting two things and I am allowing God in this universe to guide me. I'm not in the driver's seat. That's what I learned in my 29th year of life. So we talk about manifesting things and I feel like I've always been a manifester in a sense where I wanted to be in the driver's seat of my life and I have been and it's got me some cool places. But here's the thing. I've noticed that the places that I am right now, I manifested. So when it comes to manifesting, I tell people these things that honestly, What you vibrate, you get back. So you vibrate in so many different ways. When you think, you're vibrating. When you speak, you're vibrating. When you're listening to something, you're receiving a vibration. So I'm very big on what I listen to. Oh, when you eat, (laughs) there's a vibration. Everything you put in and put out is a vibration. You're, there's vibrations in this world. I don't know how I know this, but I feel it. There, and there's a positive vibration. There's a negative vibration. So I've been vibrating for a while since I was like in college. I've been vibrating this because I told you I was doing the genes. I've been vibrating. So that's first of all, I vibrated and manifested this entire life when I was in college, because I was like, one day I'm going to be this lawyer, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm about to get specific with y'all about the crazy things that happened to me. So 
when I was working at a law firm, I hadn't even passed the bar yet. And I was working in a law firm in the suburbs of Los Angeles. I moved. Uh, I wanted to work downtown L.A. So I had a job interview in downtown and had came a day before my interview to scope out where my office was so that when I arrived to the interview, I would be on time. So the day I do that, I wanted to take a tour around Los Angeles. I go on a tour and I look at apartments. The apartments that I look at, I walk in and this is my first time being in a high rise apartment. And I just was like the, the, you know, ceiling to floor windows, the kitchen. I just, I felt, I felt like this is how I should live. You know, this is how I didn't ever want to live in an apartment, but I felt like if I'm going to live in an apartment, that's the type of apartment I think I should live in. And I would say that I was going to live at that apartment and then I kind of stopped. So fast forward to now me being, I don't even work at this law firm anymore. That's downtown. This is two years ago. I decided that I want to move downtown. So where I first moved, I had moved to apartments that they were cool. I met some cool people there, um, but I didn't like it because like it was just like a party place. So they transferred me to their other building, um, which is down the street and which is my current apartment. What's crazy is this apartment is next door to the apartment that I toured when I went on the um, interview. Two years then, ago. Yes. And, and this is just one thing. And then um, the other day I was scrolling through my I was scrolling through my um, stories from when I was like working downtown and there's a place that I would sit outside and eat some days. And now I have an office in that building and I don't even I don't even really remember going and sitting outside there. I have no recollection, but I did go there because there was like a networking club. I would always be in that building. And I I remember saying I would love to work in this building. And I actually kind of weirdly fell into this building because like my apartment, I started off at one office and then I felt like it was too small. They showed me the ones across the street and it's where I belong. I yeah. feel like I belong there. Then there's, do you know who Lily Galici is? Mm-hmm. So Lily Galici is everything to me because you need someone to show you what you can do. So yeah. Lily, you guys who don't know, she's a lawyer. This girl is a boss. Like she has lashes in Sephora. Like I don't, I can't think of, you know, a lawyer doing it like that. She crushes it. I love her. So since law school, I would I would watch Shaza Sunset only for Lily. I I remember I would watch Lily's YouTube and just you know be like fanning like I would be like her. So fast forward to this pandemic, um, I would take my parents to lunch in Beverly Hills like every Friday. Now that I'm a boss, this is a subtle flex. Now that I'm a boss and I can decide my hours and I got money. I could take my parents to lunch in Beverly Hills on Fridays. I love it. I'm here for it. And my parents, I told you, they're entrepreneurs, so they're not ordering no nonsense. Yeah, they fancy. (laughs) They got me paying $1,000 lunches. But I'm at lunch with my parents and I'm just like telling my dad about Lily Galici. Mm -hmm. And then the next Friday, I do the same and I'm telling my dad about Lily Galici and my dream car is a McLaren. Same. Same. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Same. I knew we were sisters. Go ahead. Carry on. But yep. Same. And then you're going to love it. You're going to love it for the next story. You're going to love it. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're sitting at lunch with your parents. Mm -hmm. So we, we go to get our car from the valet and this beautiful woman starts walking up and I'm just, I'm not even, I just was drawn to her beauty and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. it's Lily. 
literally an hour prior, I'm telling my dad about her, and she walks she up, up with her perfect teeth, her <laughs> perfect makeup. She's like a Barbie doll. Dripped in diamonds. And I see the future me because I'm trying to be fabulous like her. She she gets her little perfect self into her red McLaren. And I just was like, look at God. Won't he do it? Won't he put it together? This is what I try to tell people about manifestation. Like you can get so good with manifesting that literally it feels like magic. You can be talking about somebody and they will walk into the door. It is that serious. That is why I teach manifestation in my course because it is so real it has changed my life it has changed Sierra's life I gotta keep going this is real if you learn nothing else in 2021 learn the ancient ancient universal laws of manifesting and visualizing because it is real oh girl I gotta tell you more tell me what happened after that I gotta tell you there's just there's just so much because I have to tell these stories and this is why it's happened to me. That's why God made it happen. And that's why I'm here right now. And you talk about manifesting. This is why I'm here to talk to y'all about this, because y'all have to hear it to believe it. Mm-hmm. So my entire life, since I was a little kid, I was watching Baby Boy and I would be like, I stole my car, Jody. I've been saying that. I swear. I've been saying that <laughs> since I watched Baby Boy. Okay. I'm interested to see where this is going. (laughs) And Taraji P. Henson posts me on her story. Oh, dope. I'm like, what? Then ever since Summer Walker came out, I've been listening to Summer Walker. Summer Walker just posted me. I love it. It's meant to be like when you're when you're walking in your purpose, when you're doing what you're called to do, when you feel fulfilled in your life, like life will fulfill you. It's just that simple. It's that synergy. It makes sense. The universe wants you to thrive. The universe wants you to have abundance and wealth and success and happiness and love and the whole freaking thing. I mean, I took, clearly I, I agree. Got, sis. I got one last one. Hit me. I got one last one. I got one. time for one more. And then we got to talk about rich tips and books, but hit and me. You have to edit out the name Okay, deal. I'll tell you the name, but just bleep out the name. Done. So for the longest time, I've been saying like Dipsy Hustle has like gotten me like here. So like when I was in college, I was listening to Nipsey Hustle and just like loving him and just being so inspired and really listening to the words he was saying and really analyzing his movements. And his life had a purpose and I won't allow for his message to go unrealized. So I'm like carrying on the torch when it comes to everything he represents. Marathon continues. Yes. Yes. And um, when I was in law school, I posted a picture of, and I was like, and they were, and this is why I say you're going to love it. Cause it was her, her and on uh, sitting on Lambos. And I was like, boss, they goals like this is it so I've been saying like since I started this whole thing like I want to like you know be my person like I need her because I just feel like what who I am and what I represent I just feel like I'm such a small percentage that I feel like you know I feel like not even to like to my own horn I feel like royalty at this point because it's like I know that's right there's a whole bunch of singers there's a whole bunch of, you know, models. Mm-hmm. There's only of attorneys, 5% are black. So there's not a lot of me walking around. So I just feel like I need to go to the top person to be, you know, maneuvering me and negotiating for me. So I reached out to her like two months ago, telling her like, hey, I would love to work with you. You know, she doesn't respond. The first day that I bring on these girls, I hired them as my social media managers and they tag her in a post and she responds to me and says, let's connect after the holidays. And I don't know if you know, but um, it's genuine. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come it's, on. It's time to get on the calendar. It's I love it. It's time to get on the calendar. It is meant to be. If that's not divine timing, 
if that's not alignment, if that's not the universe, I don't know what is. Like, I don't have a better example for people that don't believe it. Like, it might not show up when you want it to, but it's going to show up when it's supposed to. Like, the universe put that in her face to where she could not ignore it, and she contacted you. That's meant to be right there. And then I want to add about just divine timing to people. Um, I just want you guys to know, right, because we talk about the good, good, good parts about it. So with with divine timing, first of all, I'll tell you all right now, I have never been so aligned with my purpose. And I know I'm aligned with my purpose because every single person whom I communicate with, who I decide, you know, I want to have a conversation with you or this person asked me for a conversation we build a mutually beneficial relationship every day. Every day I meet somebody new that's a missing piece to the puzzle to carry out the bigger vision. The fact that I'm so big on manifestation and talk about it all the time and now I'm here with you, it's meant to be this way. That's the beautiful part. But let me tell y'all, my nail is broke right now. I'm on my old computer because somehow my dog knocked off my laptop from my um, table. Payments have been stopped that were supposed to come. Just anything that can go wrong has gone wrong. So here's the thing about this, you guys. The reason those things happen, I don't know what to call it, but I would tell you, for me personally, when everything is going wrong, I want you guys to know that's actually not the time to stop. It's not an indicator that you're not where you're supposed to be. That's actually an indicator that you're precisely where you're supposed to be. Because if you weren't where you were supposed to be, the universe wouldn't be going against you because it doesn't care. But once you're getting close, it's like, oh, hell no. If if Sierra, if Asia, if they are where they need to be, they're going to be impactful. So right now I'm impactful. I see my followers growing. I see people trusting in me. So there's a lot of growth that's coming from my existence at this point. So the forces against me are going to be strong because I'm touching too many lives. So it's like, oh, no, 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 you're not going to, you're not going to, first of all, I don't know what force wanted us to be enslaved, but if more people like me are talking, more people like Asia are talking, the more people like Ellie are talking and people start listening to us, let me tell y'all something. A real black wealth renaissance will occur and America is not ready for black people to realize their power. Because I just got chills right there. Come on, black wealth renaissance. I am here for it. You are speaking a word right now. The takeaway with that is the harder it gets, the more you need to push. Like Sierra just said, that does not mean, that's not the universe telling you to stop. That is not the world telling you that you're failing. That is how you know that you are in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people. The harder it looks, the better it will turn out. Let your test be your testimony. I'm not trying to take you out of church, but Sierra just moved me. Like you said, that was this. And you I'm said, here for it. you said, test. I failed the bar twice. And the bar exam in California cost sixteen hundred dollars. The bar exam, you have to you have to study for 10 weeks straight. The bar exam itself is a three day exam. The bar exam itself, statistically. Black people aren't passing. But I'm here now. And guess why I failed? Because the opposing force knew that once Sierra became the law, becomes a lawyer, she's not going to just work at a law firm. She's going to go convince all her other um, friends to go quit their job and to become the best version of themselves. And she's going to start her own law firm. And there's businesses I can't even tell you all about, but every business that I'm working on is like super impactful. So, yeah, that's why I felt the bar, because, you know somebody didn't want that to happen. Yep. Something was trying to keep you down and look at you. You persevered and look at where you are now. That is a message and a word 
for and the community. Come on, get rich crew. You heard it out of her own mouth. Now and I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel. I I don't care. I don't care about me. I don't have an ego. I don't care about my title. I don't care about my looks. Like I am here for a purpose and nothing else matters to me at this point. And I'm so happy that this pandemic happened because it's forced me to just accept that we are all here for a purpose and I'm not going to be okay with going out of this world without fulfilling mine. So I encourage and urge all of y'all to live y'all's. And one quick thing I want to mention, I have a problem with the fact that America creates molds for people because, you know, what's missing out, the component that's missing out is people. So I don't know your life and I don't know your experiences, right? But whatever life experiences you have, you need to give them to the world because somebody needs that. You know, somebody needs to hear how you were broken because they're broken and they don't think that they could keep going on. But if you're so busy trying to fit somebody's mold, you're not going to be walking in your purpose and shining and amplifying those things. So, you know, give the world yourself so that we can all grow. I know that's right. So we can all grow. And now we need to grow our account balances. We need a get rich tip of the week. Now, I will say. The course that you got now, the guide to print your money, that whole thing is a get rich tip. But do you have a specific takeaway as a get rich tip for the people this week? Yes. So usually, you know, your other guests have very specific financial things. I'm really going to come here today with spiritual advice. Okay, hit me. I'm ready. Because financial advice starts with you understanding that money is an energy and it will flow to you and it will flow to you once you accept that it will flow to you money is not evil abundance is not evil you are supposed to live a life of prosperity abundance and overflow you can't experience that until you first accept that you're supposed to live like that You're not supposed to be in a struggle. You're not supposed to be sad. Your days on this earth are not supposed to be difficult. You are supposed to make money, connect with people, and leave your mark. So I just want to say to people, start off by changing your mindset when it comes to money. And then two, if you want to make a lot of money, don't look at what Asia is doing for money. Don't look at what Sierra is doing for money. Don't look at what Pookie and them is doing for money. What makes you special? Whatever makes you special, figure out how to monetize that. And if you don't know how you're going to monetize that, come to a person like me. Follow me at Sierra underscore ESQ and Attend one of the Fire Your Boss webinars because honestly, life is so much more fulfilling when you're walking in your purpose because everything happens how it's supposed to. Every day, my friends, my friends associate me with Sierra's calling. I'm about to get some good news because I'd be like, oh, my God, guess what happened today? I love that. That's such a good association. That's how it should be like. Always keep your energy positive. Always be open-minded. Always be open to prosperity and abundance. And let the universe shock and surprise you with all type of good things all the time. It will blow you away to see how beautiful life can get when you just accept that life is beautiful and good things are coming for you. Now, I know you read a lot in law school, but I need a book recommendation. Is there any book that has changed your life or opened your eyes in any way that you want to share with the Get Rich crew today? I know you want a book. I know you want a book. <laughs> but you got something else for me? Hit me. Yeah. So I asked some money advice. You give me spiritual advice. I love it. Let's just keep it rolling. Go ahead, sis. 
Because I'm just like this. I'm, I don't want to fake nothing. I want to just give you what's truly in That's my what heart. I want, I want it raw and uncut. So go ahead and tell me what is your non-book recommendation. So I don't read books for leisure. So the secret is my, I live by. Um, so I want to say if you're gonna if you want a book, you could read The Secret. Um, but I personally love the documentary the secret on netflix and if you guys don't know about the secret it teaches you the power of manifestation because to me that's the first step in all of this this like i i could get here and talk to i, I have all type of things i could talk to you about y'all want to know about llc's i could talk to you about it you want to talk about stocks i could talk to you about it but that information has been there that's not the issue the issue is the mind so if there's a book you are to read, if there's a documentary I'm to give you, it is the secret because we've got to learn how we are going to start living the life that we're supposed to live. We have to realize why bad things happen in our life. People get so mad at me. I tell them, you're where you are in life because of yourself. Oh, you're privileged. Oh, this. Oh, you're that. Okay. Well, when I'm a billionaire, and I got there on my own. You make maybe. sure you keep that same energy. Yeah. Maybe you'll believe me. Maybe you'll believe me. But it's a I'm heavy thinking. topic. Everybody's not going to get it right away. But it takes time. Like, we didn't just wake up being manifestation goddesses. We had <laughs> to implement that shit over years and years of time. So stick with girls like us. We're going to help you get it a lot faster than we did that's I think that's your goal and that's my goal I want to get people there faster don't make my mistakes get here quicker learn from me do it better like we've got better strategies for you guys that's what Sierra is here for that's what I'm here for I think that's a perfect place to leave it you killed it Sierra I knew you would that's why I was so happy to have you on the show I am going to have all of Sierra's information her tips her courses, her recommendations in the show notes like I always do. Thank you for being with us today, girl. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was so fun. And um, you guys, let this be the year of prosperity. 2020 is behind. It was only here to shake you up. But don't go back to being the same person in 2020. I know that's right. That's the perfect place to leave it. I know that's right. Leave that mess in 2020. 2021 is here and we are going to have a better year than we ever had. Thank you guys for joining me so much. I love you. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Again, I want to thank Sierra Esquire for joining us on the podcast today. I knew that she was going to crush it as she delivered. As usual, I will have all her contact information in the show notes, links to everything you need to rock with us, links to the You Can't Afford Me hat that Sierra loves so much, and I'll see you guys again next week.